0: When the boss asks you if you can do something, just say yes. It's the Lifespring One Year Bible coming to you from Riverside, California and podcasting since 2004. I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Wapp. This is the daily podcast where we're reading through the entire Bible in a year. And this is Epistle Sunday. We'll read 2 Corinthians 6 through 8. The title of this episode is Working Together. We'll also have a time of prayer, and I'll give you an update on Kathy's trip to the City of Hope and Mark's skin cancer surgery. Before we read, let's pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, how we thank you for your word. We thank you for teaching us about yourself and how your plan makes it possible for us to spend eternity with you. As we read today, I pray that you would bless this time. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Are you ready? Let's begin. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 We work together with God so we are asking you not to receive God's grace and then do nothing with it He says when I showed you my favor I heard you on the day I saved you I helped you I tell you now is the time God shows his favor now is the day he saves We don't put anything in anyone's way so no one can find fault with our work for God instead We make it clear that we serve God in every way. We serve Him by holding steady. We stand firm in all kinds of trouble, hard times, and suffering. We don't give up when we're beaten or put in prison. When people stir up trouble in the streets, we continue to serve God. We work hard for Him. We go without sleep and food. We remain pure. We understand completely what it means to serve God. We are patient and kind we serve him in the power of the holy spirit we serve him with true love we speak the truth we serve in the power of god we hold the weapons of godliness in the right hand and in the left we serve god in times of glory and shame we serve him whether the news about us is bad or good we are true to our calling but people treat us as if we were pretenders we are known but people treat us as if we were unknown We are dying, but we continue to live. We are beaten, but we are not killed. We are sad, but we are always full of joy. We are poor, but we make many people rich. We have nothing, but we own everything. Believers at Corinth, we have spoken freely to you. We have opened our hearts wide to you. We are not holding back our love from you, but you are holding back your love from us. I speak to you as if you were my children. It is only fair that you open your hearts wide to us also. Do not be joined to unbelievers. What do right and wrong have in common? Can light and darkness be friends? How can Christ and Satan agree? What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? How can the temple of the true God and the statues of other gods agree? We are the temple of the living God. God has said, I will live with them. I will walk among them, I will be their God, and they will be my people. So come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch anything that is not pure and clean. Then I will receive you. I will be your father. You will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord who rules over all. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, Let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Make room for us in your hearts. We have wronged no one. We have corrupted no one. We have exploited no one. I do not say this to condemn you. I have said before that you have such a place in our hearts that we would live or die with you. I have spoken to you with great frankness. I take great pride in you. I am greatly encouraged. In all our troubles my joy knows no bounds. For when we came into Macedonia, we had no rest, but we were harassed at every turn, conflicts on the outside, fears within. But God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus, and not only by his coming, but also by the comfort you had given him. He told us about your longing for me, your deep sorrow, your ardent concern for me, so that my joy was greater than ever. Even if I caused you sorrow by my letter, I do not regret it. Though I did regret it, I see that my letter hurt you, but only for a little while. Yet now I am happy, not because you were made sorry, but because your sorrow led to your repentance. For you became sorrowful as God intended, and so were not harmed in any way by us. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. See what this godly sorrow has produced in you, what earnestness, what eagerness to clear yourselves, what indignation, what alarm, what longing, what concern, what readiness to see justice done. At every point you have proved yourselves to be innocent in this matter. So even though I wrote to you, it was neither on account of the one who did the wrong, nor on account of the injured party, but rather that before God you could see for yourselves how devoted to us you are. By all this we are encouraged. In addition to our own encouragement, we were especially delighted to see how happy Titus was, because his spirit has been refreshed by all of you. I had boasted to him about you, and you have not embarrassed me. But just as everything we said to you was true, so our boasting about you to Titus has proved to be true as well. And his affection for you is all the greater when he remembers that you were all obedient, receiving him with fear and trembling. I'm glad I can have complete confidence in you. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able, and even beyond their ability, entirely on their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people, and they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first of all to the Lord, and then by the will of God also to us. So we urged Titus, just as he had earlier made a beginning, to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. But since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in the love we have kindled in you, see that you also excel in this grace of giving i'm not commanding you but i want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others for you know the grace of our lord jesus christ that though he was rich yet for your sake he became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich and here is my judgment about what is best for you in this matter last year you were the first not only to give but also to have the desire to do so now finish the work, so that your eager willingness to do it may be matched by your completion of it, according to your means. For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what one does not have. Our desire is not that others might be relieved while you are hard-pressed, but that there might be equality. At the present time your plenty will supply what they need, so that in turn their plenty will supply what you need. The goal is equality, as it is written, the one who gathered much did not have too much, and the one who gathered little did not have too little. Thanks be to God who put into the heart of Titus the same concern I have for you. For Titus not only welcomed our appeal, but he is coming to you with much enthusiasm and on his own initiative. And we are sending along with him the brother who is praised by all the churches for his service to the gospel. What is more, He was chosen by the churches to accompany us as we carry the offering, which we administer in order to honor the Lord Himself and to show our eagerness to help. We want to avoid any criticism of the way we administer this liberal gift, for we are taking pains to do what is right, not only in the eyes of the Lord, but also in the eyes of man. In addition, we are sending with them our brother, who has often proved to us in many ways that he is zealous, and now even more so because of his great confidence in you. As for Titus, he is my partner and co-worker among you. As for our brothers, they are representatives of the churches and in honor to Christ. Therefore, show these men the proof of your love and the reason for our pride in you, so that the churches can see it. Beloved, let me read for you the first bit of verse 1 of chapter 6. Paul wrote, We work together with God. My goodness, how marvelous is that? God calls us to work with Him. As God, He certainly doesn't need our help. I mean, after all, God created the universe without us. Is there any doubt that anything He wants to do can be done without our assistance? Why does He invite us to work with Him? I think He does it for our benefit. I have three sons, and when they were young, I would sometimes ask them to help, and that's in air quotes, help me to work around the house. When they were very young, they would help mow the lawn. And when they got a little older, when I would change the oil in the cars, I'd ask them to hand me tools. Well, today, all three of my boys have the confidence to work with their hands to do whatever they decide to tackle. And Stephen, my middle son, recently thanked me for teaching him this skill. He works as a finance manager at a local car dealership, so working with his hands isn't required by his job, but he was given a new desk for his office, and instead of waiting for his employer to hire somebody to come assemble the desk, he put it together himself, and his colleagues marveled that he was able to do this on his own. But he needed the desk, so he put it together. In his mind, it was no big deal, but they said, I could never do that, so he thanked me for teaching him to work with his hands. And in my own life, my dad taught me the same lesson. My dad was a bricklayer, and he worked with his hands from a very young age. He could do just about anything, and I'm not just saying that as a proud son. He really could do just about anything he put his mind to. Well, I started helping him on bricklaying jobs when I was about 10 years old. I would stack the bricks, mix cement, clean his tools, whatever he needed me to do. I did that off and on until high school when I got a summer job as a lifeguard. And then when I was about 18 and needed to earn more money, I got a summer job working with a company that he worked for so that I could have enough money that I wouldn't have to work during the college school year. I paid for my own books, I paid the school fees, I had gas money, whatever I needed. And one day on the job, my dad said to me, I learned a long time ago that when the boss asks you if you can do something, just say yes, whether you know how to do it or not. You can always figure out how to get it done later. Just tell the man, yes, and then go figure it out. Well, my dad built a very good life for himself using that approach, and my business is now in its 35th year thanks to that mindset, and I've passed it along to my boys. And now, God has called us to work with him. You might remember that Paul said in chapter 5 of 2 Corinthians, verse 20, So we are Christ's official messengers. It is as if God were making his appeal through us. Here is what Christ wants us to beg you to do. Come back to God. Beloved, a messenger or ambassador, as it says in some translations, is the representative of the one who sends him. His or her entire mission is to fulfill the agenda, the mission of the person or organization for whom he or she is working. Any authority the messenger has is delegated to him by his superior. And this, as Paul said in verse 20, is the relationship we have been called to. Beloved, what a privilege and responsibility this is. We are workers together with God. So, it's time to get busy. Are you up for the assignment? What do you think? What are your thoughts? Call the LifeSpring Family Hotline at plus one, nine, five, one, seven, three, two, eighty five, eleven. You can also comment at comment.lifespringmedia.com or email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com. And if you have a modern podcast app, comment via Boostagram. Tomorrow will be The Law Monday and we'll read Exodus 21 through 24. of days ago, you heard me say that Phil Colburn had come in with a $333.33 donation, which made him that episode's executive producer. But what I didn't say was that that was his third $333.33 donation, bringing his total to $999.99. Well, with me kicking in this here penny, that makes Phil the newest Lifespring family Berean. When a Lifespring family member makes donations totaling $1,000 or more, he or she becomes a Lifespring family Berean. Well, what is a Berean? In Acts 17, 10-15, we read about the Bereans, and in verse 11 there it says, the Bereans were eager to hear what Paul and Silas said and studied the scriptures every day to find out if these things were true. So in my mind, a Berean is someone that deserves some honor. And as a way to recognize that, from now on, Phil Colburn will be known as Brother Phil. Brother Phil, thank you so much for your support. May God bless you richly. New Mail Notification I got a note from Michael Hayner, and he said, Hello, Steve, I've been thinking a lot about something you said a week or two ago. The quote that everyone uses, God helps those who help themselves. Michael says, I always interpreted it to mean that you have to act on the will that God is giving you. I think about it in the same way as the lead a horse to water saying, God can give you the will to help yourself, but you have to actually act on it. Along with my spiritual journey, I've been working on bettering myself physically. I thank God every day in my prayers for continuing to give me the will to push myself physically and work out. So, in a sense, I do believe God does help those who help themselves as long as you're acting on His will. He says, God bless. Well, Michael, thank you so much for your comment. I do get what you're saying, and I don't disagree with you at all, but what I was saying is that this idea is often quoted as being in the Bible, which it is not. Nowhere does the Bible say God helps those who help themselves. And in reality, the Bible teaches the exact opposite. Isaiah 25.4 says, For you, referring to God, for you have been a defense for the helpless, a defense for the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm a shade from the heat. And then Romans 5:6 says, for while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. And this is especially true for salvation. There's nothing that we can do on our own to earn salvation. Romans 3:23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And in Romans 6:23, Paul tells us that for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. But because of God's mercy, He is the helper of the helpless. We have this from Romans 5.8. But God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So, the message is, we were helpless, and God came to our rescue. But your point is well taken, Michael. If we ask God for help, and then if we just sit back and expect Him to do all the work, we're going to be disappointed. I need to lose weight, and I need to become more physically fit. But I need to change my diet and become more active if I expect results. If all I do is eat processed foods and sit on my duff, all the praying in the world is not going to make me physically fit. I can pray for more discipline, but I have to do my part. So does that clear it up? I'm glad you wrote, Michael. Thank you for helping me to make my case more clearly. At least I hope it's more clear. prayer requests, and praises. So, Kathy had another trip to City of Hope this past week, and the overall results of this visit are definitely praiseworthy. She had a PET scan, which showed that there has been no change in the cancer. Well, obviously, we'd prefer that the cancer would have shrunk, but no change means that at least it isn't growing, so that's a praise. The blood markers were up 75 points, which is not good, but the month before, they were down 86 points. So the net over two months is still down, which obviously is a praise. And if I remember right, the markers were down three months ago, making it even better. Her platelets were good too, which is something that they watch closely. That's a good thing. And her doc said that she is a good candidate for a new cancer drug, which is given in pill form and has no side effects, which would be much better than what she's on now. Kathy said it'll probably take one or two more months to get approval from the insurance company, but it does sound like this new drug could be really much better for her than what she's been taking. Uh, She has been feeling pretty bad, but they think that's because she had a pretty bad cold, and with her weakened state, it just took more out of her than if she'd have been healthy to start with. As I said, overall, this was a good report, so praise the Lord for that. And I have a report on my friend Mark's surgery for skin cancer. Karen and his wife told me that they got all the cancer and he's sore, but that he's doing well. I talked to him just a little bit ago and he said that uh, he had some trouble sleeping that first night, but the pain is better today. And uh, they only had to do about four or five stitches on the outside. Probably there's uh, more on the inside. He doesn't know how many are on the inside, but at least there isn't going to be a big scar. So praise the Lord for that. So let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. You are holy, you are righteous you are just and you're merciful. Everything that exists came into being by your word. You hold it all together with your strong right hand, and we thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your grace and that you have called us to be yours. We thank you, Lord, for providing Jesus as the way to be made clean in your sight when we place our trust in him. Father, we thank you for the good report from Kathy, and we ask that you would continue to have your hand on her. And we ask you for a miracle, Lord. Heal her from this cancer that has gripped her body for so long, Lord. I think of the woman who Jesus healed after so many years, the one with the bleeding. She knew that if she could only touch the hem of his garment, she would be healed. And Lord, we know that you can heal Kathy, and so we ask you to do it in Jesus' name. And as the woman did, we will praise you. And we thank you so much for the great results with Mark's surgery. And again, Lord, I ask that there would be no more skin cancer for him. Protect him, Lord, in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray now for the Lifespring family. I pray that your will is done in each life, Lord, and that our desire to know you and to follow you would grow each day. I pray, as David did, that our thirst for you would be deep. Lead us, Lord. Guide us. Direct our steps. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Our next time of prayer will be Wednesday. If you have anything that you'd like the LifeSpring family to join with you in prayer about, go to prayer.lifespringmedia.com. There's an easy to fill out form there. And if you want to remain anonymous, you can. prayer.lifespringmedia.com. Thanks to Denise, Michael Hayner, Scott Snyder, Jason Pasco, and Brittany, the team. They're such a great help to me. Today's show art is by Scott Snyder. Thank you so much, Scott. And thanks to the boosters and SAT streamers. And you too can help support the show by streaming SATs and boosting while you listen to the show if you have a modern podcast app. Get one of those for free at newpodcastapps.com. I recommend the Fountain app because it's even easier than ever to get started. And for a tutorial, just go to Lifespringmedia.com slash fountain. If you need any more help, feel free to email me at Steve at LifespringMedia.com. And now, until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. My name is Steve Webb. Thank you for letting me spend some time with you today. See you tomorrow. Bye. LifespringMedia.com support boost.